0: Welcome to Murder and Mimosas. Just a quick disclaimer before we get started. Our show is Murder and Mimosas. It's a true crime podcast. This means that we do discuss crimes, including but not limited to disappearances, murder, and sexual assaults. All our episodes are told with the respect of the victims and the victims' families in mind. We strive to ensure that we provide factual information, but some information is more verifiable than others. With that, grab your mimosas and let's dive in.
1: Welcome back. I'm Shannon. And I'm Danica. Today's episode is a case that is made for the movies, and this is on Jake Evans. So grab your mimosas and settle in. It's October, a little after midnight, and now eerily quiet. Jake Evans is in his large home on more than two acres in Texas. This is a gated community to keep evil at bay and family safe. Yet Jake is 17 and has just stopped screaming and about to call 911. You were so angry at your mother and your sister? Uh, oh, no, I
2: don't uh, know. I wasn't. It's weird. I wasn't even really angry with them. It just kind of happened. I've been kind of uh, planning on uh, killing for a while now. The, the and, two um, of them or just anybody? Pretty much anybody. Why? I don't know. I... Uh, I I don't really like, um, uh, people's, uh, kind of attitude. Right. I think they kind of, they're very, uh, like, you know, emotional, I don't know, verbally rude to each other and stuff like that. Right. know, uh, I don't know. it's... It's okay. It's just my family. I don't know. They're just kind of really. I, I guess this is really selfish to say, but to me, they. I felt like they were just suffocating me in a way. I don't know. Uh, I. I. I can't. Obviously, you know, I'm pretty. Uh, I guess evil, but uh, that's. You know, Whatever.
0: The whole 911 call is about 25 minutes. If you happen to want to listen to all of that, it will be linked in our show notes.
1: So Jake is one of four children. He has three sisters, but only one, Mallory, still lives in the home. Mallory was 15 at the time of her death. This sounded to be a normal day for Jake. He and his sister were homeschooled. His mother had been a teacher and an assistant principal before pulling both Jake and Mallory out of the school system. He had gone to the doctor that day for his allergies and ran errands and grabbed some food with his grandmother who lived across the street that evening.
0: What could possibly have happened in that house for Jake to want to kill his family?
1: He tells the dispatcher he has not really he wasn't even really mad and he writes a confession letter. So, Danica, do you want to read the confession letter real quick? Yes. So
0: it starts with, I just got home from the allergist and having lunch when I started watching Rob Zombie's Halloween. In the movie, a 12 year old boy murders his stepfather's sister and his sister's boyfriend. It was the third time this week that I watched it. While watching it, I was amazed at how at ease the boy was during the murders and how little remorse he had afterward. I was thinking to myself, it would be the same for me when I kill someone. Not if, but when. After I watched the movie, I put it in the back in case and threw it. Put it back in the case and threw it in the trash can so that people wouldn't think that it influenced me in any way. After that, I went outside to hit golf balls in the yard for about an hour. I went inside around 5.30 p.m. and just sat in the living room thinking about how I was going to kill my family. My plan was to kill my sister and my mom at my house and then go over to my grandparents and kill my oldest sister, Emily, and my two grandparents. Then I was going to wait until morning and kill my other sister, Audrey, because she was visiting from college. After I got up from the couch, it was between 6 and 6.30. My grandma had called my mom to ask. I wanted to go to the cleaners with her. I went, and while we were in town, we got dinner. We made a quick stop at the post office, and then she dropped me off at my house. Took my dinner to the pool house and watched Family Guy for a little bit. I went back into the house and saw that my mom and sister were watching the debate. I went outside again to swing freely with my golf club. Around 9 p.m., I went upstairs in my house to watch Family Guy. About 10 minutes later, my sister came upstairs and asked if I wanted to watch a movie. Sorry, this isn't his handwriting. It's not super clear. I said no, because earlier that day at the allergist appointment, she made a racist comment about a black worker that was mowing the grass. She said, quote, all that black guy looks like a monkey, end quote. In the past, Mallory has always said racist comments like this and would make fun of homeless people. I scolded her for what she said and told her that she was becoming white trash. We continued arguing in the doctor's office, and when we got back into the car, I told her to look up the word lynching and see if she had the same opinion about Black people. She then said that she would never be a part of lynching, but is still a racist. I then said that she makes me sick and called her a racist B-word. So that evening, after I told her that I didn't want to watch a movie, she went to her room, and I went downstairs to my parents closet in my dad's dad's blue foldable knife went back upstairs and kept pacing back and forth imagine killing mallory thoughts of causing her pain kept entering my mind and were really bothering me but then i think about the times that she hurt my feelings or really pissed me off so finally around 9 30 i knocked on her door and asked her if she wanted to watch water boy she said yes and sat on the couch beside the sofa was on. Told her I was going to the art room to get a pen. When I was in the art room, I stood there again, imagining killing Mallory. After thirty minutes, finally went in the room and sat on the sofa with her, with the knife in my pocket. I sat for about five minutes and then playfully threw a pillow at Mallory. We started having a pillow fight in the room. After a while I thought to myself that if I were to kill my mom and Mallory, I wouldn't want them to feel anything, so I decided to kill them, both with a twenty-two revolver I stole from my grandpa. My grandpa's study. I went to my closet and picked up the pistol. I set it on the bed and was nervously opening the cylinder over and over again. I then spent probably over an hour waiting nervously around the house, thinking how life will never be the same and how I would never see them again. Around eleven fifteen, I went upstairs with the pistol and stood there for about five minutes. I knocked on the door and told Mallory that mom needed her. She came out came out, and out of the corner of her eye saw me pointing the gun at her. She thought I was joking and told me that I was freaking her out. I shot her in the back and then the head. Ran downstairs to the study and shot my mom three times. In shock, I ran to my room and was screaming at the top of my lungs that I'm really messed up. And then I killed my mom and sister. As I emptied the shelves on my bed, I heard noises and realized that Mallory was still alive. While I loaded the gun back up, I was shouting that I was sorry and then ran as fast as I could to kill her. I then made sure my mom was dead and shot her again in the head. After the shooting, I walked outside for a few minutes and then came back inside. Very shocked and scared, I placed the gun on the counter and walked into the living room to dial 911. When I look at people, especially teenagers, I see them as being very cruel to one another emotionally. seems like their favorite hobby is picking on someone else. The people who are racist, bullies, and who are full of themselves are the really evil ones. And it amazes me because those three qualities are extremely common today. I was very sad because I felt like my own family were becoming the people I hate. I know now, though, that, I, that I'm that i done with killing. It's the most dreadful and terrifying thing I've ever experienced, and what happened last night will haunt me forever. But it's the end of this confession.
1: So, as we know, he calls 911 and tells them he has killed his mother and sister. On the phone, he tells the operator that for future reference, he doesn't want to see anyone and he doesn't want visitors after she asks where his dad is. She asks if he wants to harm himself and he says he definitely doesn't like himself and he is freaked out by guns now. He also tells her he doesn't like how it felt to kill people. The police do eventually arrive. The dispatcher tells him to slowly walk outside with his hands up, and he complies. Jake then writes a four-page confession that we just heard, and that October, Jake was ordered to a mental hospital after he found after he was found incompetent to stand trial. So there is some parallel with Michael Myers in Halloween in that scene. So Jake didn't have any mil- mental illnesses that anyone was aware of. He was eventually found confident to stay in trial, and he was sentenced to 45 years in prison. That is crazy. And I noticed that he talks about in his confession
0: that he watched the movie Halloween three times, but he had yes. thrown it away because he didn't want it to be considered an influence. But he seemed to get the idea. I mean, it seemed to influence and He seemed yeah. to get the idea from the movie Halloween which is just crazy to me
1: it's also weird how everybody has a different view of it I've never watched Halloween and like he's talking about how how Michael Michael Myers just seems so at ease killing his family and he just thought he could be like that I've never looked at that and thought oh that oh they look so at ease no and (laughs) it's
0: It's really crazy to me because reading his confession, I mean, this kid is obviously disturbed, but you know, he talks about how evil people are that are racist or bullies. Or, I don't like if you think those people are evil, how is shooting your family not evil? Which I guess in his 911 call, he says, I guess I'm evil or whatever. I think Um, that was a direct quote. I think I guess I'm evil or whatever.
1: It's yeah, it's just all of it's weird. You can't even really make sense of this kid. But.
0: Though I will say he said that, you know, Michael Myers in the movie killed his family and showed no remorse. And I will say it does not seem like Jake Evans showed much remorse listening to the 911 call. He seems very nonchalant, very cavalier. Like, hey, it's almost like he's ordering a pizza. Like, um, yeah, I guess I'll have some pepperoni. Yeah, um, I guess I just don't really like people. And they're verbally abusive. So I just thought I'd shoot someone. And my mom and sister were just here, you know. So I just thought I'd do that.
1: That is true. He's, he does stay for like 25 minutes just. Rambling. Yeah. And it's, it's just crazy. And I never could find anywhere why he and his sister were pulled from school since apparently, you know, his mom was in the school district and everything. And I wondered, did he have issues with people or issues at school, maybe being bullied. I don't know. That's just an assumption. And I don't know, but I couldn't find anything because it really made me wonder why she quit her job in education and pulled them out. Yeah.
0: Cause it takes a. I mean, she was a teacher and then she got to an assistant principal in a lot of school districts. I mean, that takes time to get to an administrative a position. So she was likely in the school district for a while. I mean, he's 17. I don't know how long he was homeschooled for, but uh, or his sister. But it's just crazy to think that she w- would pull them out and homeschool them. And so, yeah, I wonder if he had some signs of mental illness or was having a hard time at school. Which, I mean, I don't know. I guess his sister probably would have, too, then.
1: I don't, I don't know. Unless, you know, his mom was just trying to make it like he was normal, having them both home. Or, you know, if you're going to be home with one, maybe be home with one. With- both. Maybe. I don't know. All that speculation. I don't know. I I really couldn't find it, but it was something that really made me wonder.
0: Yeah, that is really interesting. But I mean, this whole case is just crazy. And I really think you guys should listen to the full 911 call because it, I mean, it doesn't get, like, there's no point in the 911 call where he starts to show any real emotion. He, that, what you heard is the way he speaks throughout the whole thing,
1: and I want to say the nine one one operator was so good and so patient with him. I don't think I could have done that.
0: I know she, you know, she was really, really patient with him because he was. There's no way I could have been. He's like, yeah, I, you know, I just, I really like people, and I think they're verbally abusive. And she's like, yeah, right, okay. And I'd have been like. Have you lost your <laughs> like this is why I'm not a 911 operator. because like, Have you lost your ever loving mind? Didn't like, you just kill your family? Yeah. You wackadoodle? Yeah. <laughs> um like were you mad at your friend? No, I mean not really. I wasn't really mad at them for you. why'd you shoot him? You know, like that'd be me. This is why I'm not a nine one one operator. Uh right, kudos to her <laughs> because she did amazing dealing with Jake Evans in this nine I can't imagine how you stay that calm and that.
1: No, and okay. she is even upbeat with him and everything, you know, yeah. assuring him. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, what?
0: But I feel like that's probably more for keeping the police safe, too, because she talked him into walking outside and basically surrendering where, he, for all you know, you don't really know what mental state he's in after shooting his family. He may want out and go out, try to go out and, you know, police suicide and. So trying to keep the police force safe, too. I think she did a really good job with that. Uh, And you can hear her talk him down quite a bit in further parts of the 911 call. You guys only got about a minute of a 25-minute 911 call. But there are a lot of um, quiet moments in it. So it's going to be hard to listen to all of it um, in one episode. Yeah. But we will have pictures on Instagram of Jake Evans. And we're at Murder.Mimosas or on Twitter. And I'll also link the 911 call on Twitter. That's Murder.Mimosas. You can email us if you have a good case for us to cover. That's Murder.Mimosas at gmail.com. And you can also find us on Facebook, which is Murder and Mimosas Podcast. And again, we'll have the link to that video in our show notes, which you should be able to find wherever you're listening to our podcast. So we hope you enjoyed this. (laughs) Halloween-esque <laughs> episode today. Yes, it's really Halloween-esque if it's inspired by Halloween. Yes. We hope you are keeping it spooky this season, but not so spooky that you try to reenact the movie Halloween. And take out your family. Yeah, please don't do that. Um, but do enjoy Mimosa on us, and we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.